Unbelievable news from Formula One today. Probably the biggest news I can remember covering uh, since I've started doing Formula One in 2014. Lewis Hamilton set to sign with Ferrari for 2025, which is, of course, you know, the start of the next season. Lawrence, I feel like this news has followed Lewis around his whole career, and we've never quite believed it could be true because it's always felt like he's been committed to Mercedes. Even last year, he laughed this off, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, this week, this has happened. I mean, what was your reaction when we first saw this this morning? I was struggling to believe it because um, he had a two-year contract in place. At least that's how it was billed by Mercedes. It now seems that that was one year plus an option, and he has decided that he doesn't want to take the option up. But I, like you, kind of went back to this almost default reaction to seeing rumours like this because we had them so often over the last few years. I remember May uh, 2023, just last year, there was a huge amount of buzz around the idea that Hamilton was in talks with Ferrari. Um, but he would often just shrug it off and say, well, you know, I, I have conversations with people I know at Ferrari. He knows John Elkin, the CEO at Ferrari. And it was nothing more than that. And it was because of his determination and his uh, seeming belief in turning Mercedes around and the challenge that that presented, that this also seemed so unlikely. But here we are, Hamilton at Ferrari, which I think, and I'm sure you agree, completely changes how Formula One looks going forward into the next few seasons. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, this is, we were, we were starting to worry, weren't we, that the driver market itself was becoming a bit stale because we had, we were just talking about it just recently, drivers, kind of getting locked down to teams long term. Suddenly now you have the most successful driver of the modern era. Well, the most, the, the guy with the most race wins of all time, the joint most championships ever at a team that I think whether you love Ferrari or you're not such a big fan, you cannot deny the pull that team has. And I think that that's going to be fascinating when we first hear from Lewis after this is I think the pull of not just driving for Ferrari, but also winning a championship with Ferrari, given that drought they're currently on, which is rookie season, of course, wasn't it? That Kimi Raikkonen won for Ferrari last, obviously beating Lewis at that final race of that season. So it's been so, so long there. And I think anybody who wins that championship, who can break that drought, I mean, you're talking instant legend status in Italy and maybe, you know, for Ferrari fans across the world. And legend might even be downplaying it, how big that would be. So I think that's been a big thing here. It also, to me, speaks a huge amount about where Lewis is in terms of his belief in Mercedes. Because for so long, like you said, he's been saying, I can win here and I will win here that eighth championship that, you know, he felt the team was robbed of in 2021. This suggests that his thought is, well, this team isn't going to win a championship. And if I'm going to try and win it anywhere, you know, on a whim and a prayer, it may as well be with Ferrari rather than Mercedes. What did you make of, of that side of it? Um, yeah, I was very surprised again, because you would have thought at least get yourself in the cockpit of the new Mercedes car. We know over the winter, both Mercedes and Ferrari actually have done a huge amount of work um, basically setting off on new development paths, accepting that the first approach they had to this new set of regulations that were brought in in 2022 was not enough to match Red Bull. Therefore, they had to do something different. So they spent the whole winter working away on that, working really hard, and um, you know, both in Brackley and Marinello, but specifically Brackley. And then Hamilton has not even tried the car in real life. You know, we haven't turned a wheel in testing yet. That's still a few weeks away. And he's decided, um, for whatever reason, and... I think speculating about that right now is actually really difficult because until we hear what Lewis says and, and what it was, the catalyst that made him finally make this decision to move, it's really hard to know that. But yeah, to, to make that decision without even getting in the car is, is tough. I mean, it's 
it, it's also fair to say that Ferrari probably had a slightly better end to last year than Mercedes did. They were chasing Mercedes down in the Constructors' Championship. They didn't quite beat them. Um, and then the other key uh, person in all this, I think, is Fred Vasseur, who um, took over as Ferrari team principal at the start of last year. And part of that progress they made throughout last year, I think, can be attributed to cha changes that Vasseur made. But he's also made clear that he has a lot in store. Now, Fred worked very closely with Lewis Hamilton in 2006 when Lewis won the GP2 title with ART, which Fred was running at the time. So uh, they've had a relationship which Fred actually said quite recently goes back about 20 years and they talk, you know, regularly. He said sometimes it's every month, sometimes it's every week, but they've always had that conversation open. So I wonder what Fred's been able to say to Lewis to convince him that, you know, from 2025 onwards, of course, into another set of regulation changes in 2026, Ferrari is the place to be. Yeah, and I think that Fred's probably had a lot of impetus from above to do that. I was talking to a lot of people today around this, and I think it's been chaos. I think anybody vaguely connected with Ferrari's probably had a WhatsApp inbox just full of messages from people like me. But one thing that's clear from talking to those people is that John Elkin, you know, has wanted this big name driver. You've mentioned about him talking to Lewis before. I think it's really clear, we've heard it in the Italian press time and time again, how much of a fan John Elkin is of Lewis Hamilton. And actually, if you look back at Ferrari's history, you know, certainly in the modern era, you look at Schumacher, Kimi, Fernando Alonso, Sebastian Vettel, there's always been a big name driver there. And obviously, when Schumacher left, Kimi wasn't a world champion, but he became a world champion with Ferrari. Alonso was a world champion when he joined. Vettel was a world champion. And with Leclerc and Sainz, even though Leclerc does have the kind of chosen one feel to him, between them, they don't have a world championship. Between them, they, you know, I think that their wins are in single figures still. So adding Lewis is kind of the, you know, it's like the cherry on the cake for this team. And if you are moving into an era where you think Ferrari can be successful, I mean, who better? If you can't get Max Verstappen, you can't get Fernando Alonso. And I don't think Ferrari would really want to go back to that. There's no other driver you would go to. Lewis Hamilton is the guy. Um, so I think from that perspective, uh, pretty amazing. And just on what you were saying about Mercedes, there, people were speculating there's a picture of Lewis looking a bit glum in his seat fit for Mercedes this year, which I think people were unfairly assuming meant, you know, he doesn't want to drive the car this year. But I agree with you. I think hearing that from him is going to be really interesting because we've always known that him and Toto Wolff have an incredibly close relationship, one that's really been based on kind of mutual trust when it's come to these negotiations. It'd be fascinating to know how much Toto Wolff was kept in the loop on these things. I'm sure he's always felt like Lewis could, if he wanted to, move to any team on the grid. But like you say, Lewis has always said he wants to, or at least in, in, in recent times, has always said he wants to finish his career with Mercedes. So fascinating to know what's changed. And actually, yeah, I just think, I was thinking about this earlier, and I think the best way to put it, let's assume Lewis Hamilton doesn't win the eighth championship in his career. What would you rather do? Not win a championship with Mercedes or not win a championship with Ferrari? I feel like the regret of not trying it with Ferrari may even outweigh not winning it at all, if that makes sense. You know, not even going there. So many drivers who didn't get to drive at Ferrari when they retire. The one thing you hear, I mean, I remember Jensen Button saying it, you know, he says one thing he always thought about was if only I just even one season, give me one season, one race, just driving for Ferrari has that pull that a lot of other teams don't have. So I think that must have been into it as well. And with Elkin making the pitch that we understand he has made and clearly going after Lewis, I mean, it must be hard to turn down. So, yeah, I feel like there's a lot in play here as well. Well, that's true, as long as Mercedes then don't go and win a title well, while true. Lewis is struggling at Ferrari. So yeah. it, is, it is a gamble, but all of these decisions are gambles. And it was the same uh, in 2013 when Lewis left McLaren, the team that he had yeah, been right. with since he was a kid, uh, won a championship with, 
uh, had won a series of races in 2012, but not the championship. Meanwhile, Mercedes had won one race since it had returned to F1 up to that point. And at the time, lots of journalists like you and me, it was a bit before um, our time in sport, but lots of journalists were saying that he'd made the wrong decision, he'd, he'd gone the wrong way. But um, but it proved to be right. And I think he took a lot of pleasure in turning around yeah. to everyone else over the following years and said, look, you guys all said it was a mistake, but look at me now. Because uh, eventually he went on to become a seven-time world champion because of that decision. So um, obviously that's what, what he's hoping for again. And uh, yeah, given his track record, who are we to doubt? And also there's got to be that lure as well. Um, when we are talking about legacy for Hamilton, you know, it, it's a legacy that no other team, including Mercedes, can offer to be a world champion at Ferrari on top of the two teams he's already done. Juan Manuel Fangio in the 1950s is the only driver to have won a title with three different teams. So that would be big as well. And I think, not that I suspect Hamilton worries about it, but all those people online that always say, oh, he only wins because he's got the best car. Well, to go to a new team again and potentially win a championship again in the future, I think that would kind of put any arguments to bed. But um, yeah, in, in, incredible to see uh, what happens and just the excitement it built around F1. Even if we have Max dominate this season again, I think going into 2025, so 2025, everyone's going to be excited about what's to come. Yeah, you're right. I think it's given a new lease of life to like the short-term future. On that as well, I mean, the big part of this, and I think everyone's focusing rightly on the Lewis to Ferrari, but if you're Mercedes right now, you suddenly have a problem that you did not foresee coming at all, which is you've lost the greatest driver of the modern era, you know, the greatest driver since Schumacher in Formula One. Max Verstappen's tied down, you know, maybe Fernando Alonso's there, but, you know, he's older than Lewis is. What on earth does Mercedes do now? Because there's not any obvious candidate that has anywhere near the pedigree that Lewis has. I mean, what do they do going into this new era of Formula One without Lewis? Well, I think there was some succession planning in that George Russell, who is Lewis's Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton's team at the moment, was always there to take over as the team leader, the, the, the person who comes in. Now, Russell, I think, in terms of performance, can be up there with Hamilton. Whether he can do it consistently enough, I think remains to be seen, absolutely. But he's shown in those two seasons as a teammate that he does have the potential to be up at Hamilton's level. The one thing he does not have, and um, arguably may never have, is the kind of cachet and the commercial value that Hamilton has. I think that is one of the biggest things that Mercedes has, has lost. Uh, they've got a lot of faith in uh, a guy called Kimi Antonelli, who's one of their young drivers. Um, he's starting out in F2 this year, but it's still quite a long way from being ready to, to move up. I mean, even when Hamilton was locked in till the end of 2025, along with George Russell, there were still questions of would Antonelli be ready if one of those drivers moved on? So to then do that next year is a massive ask. But I think long term, that's always been their plan that uh, this young Italian driver, funnily enough, uh, an Italian driver Ferrari didn't get their hands on, uh, could potentially be um, the long term answer. But you're right. In the short term, in 2025, who will they go for? It's going to be fascinating. Antonelli has an amazing season in F2. Maybe, maybe you take a gamble, but it's a huge amount of pressure. If not, you've got to look at Sainz, I guess, who is no longer going to be a Ferrari driver after this year. And then some of the other options around, like Alex Albon, who has been impressing at Williams recently, good friend of George Russell. But um, yeah, it will be fascinating to know who is calling up Toto Wolff right now to see what the options are, what the availability is. And I bet I it'll be Toto quite Wolf, Yeah, I think Toto's probably having a similar day to when Nico Rosberg retired and he said his phone was ringing for the next few days. I I think Alex Albon will be dancing around whichever room he is currently in right now because 
I think you're right. I think Albon really has stood out recently as a young, exciting driver. And we've been looking at it and thinking, where does he where does he go in terms of a top team to get that chance to win? Science is an interesting one now, isn't he? Because we've always assumed that the most logical step for him if he didn't go to Ferrari, or sorry, didn't stay at Ferrari, would be to go to Sauber, right? And the, you know, obviously, which is it's going to be stake F1 for the next two years, but will be Audi in 2026. It seemed like the most logical step for him. Now it kind of muddies the waters a bit because he's got this Merck option. I had a conversation earlier. I still don't really ever see him going back to that Red Bull team. He obviously was part of the Red Bull program. And I feel like he and Red Bull have both kind of closed the door on that, on that possibility in the past. But that's fascinating as well. And I think that, you know, Signs, we always say, don't we, every year, one driver seems to hold the keys to the driver market going forward. Signs and Albon, I guess, are having a tug of war over that right now because I think either of those two guys, this is a key moment in definitely in Albon's career, but in terms of dictating where Signs goes from here, I think his next step will be key. Um, another exciting part of this, I mean, every part of it is exciting, but I was just thinking now, Hamilton and Leclerc as teammates. I've always thought Hamilton and Russell's a super, super strong pairing. But I mean, that is that's an immediate candidate for the strongest on the grid. You know, I know there's a lot of those at the moment, but that is a, an incredible mix of you've got the experience, the name, the achievements of Hamilton, and you have the promise and the potential and everything in Leclerc as well. Unbelievable lineup and feels like a very, very Ferrari lineup, doesn't it? Just having that kind of mix together. Yeah, I think uh, Leclerc is undoubtedly one of the fastest drivers on the grid over a single lap. He does works miracles in in that Ferrari to get it to where it's been on pole position so often. But there's always been that slight doubt over whether he's quite got it together to, to put together a championship challenge and uh, consistent race victories. 2022, uh, albeit the car fell away in the second half of that year, but midway through that crash at the French Grand Prix uh, really seemed to uh, be a swinging point in that title challenge for Ferrari. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, by bringing Hamilton in, the thing that Ferrari do is they remove the driver variable, which has arguably been there for a long time, because let's not forget, they had a chance of winning the title, uh, if not in 2017, certainly in 2018, when Sebastian Vettel was there and it didn't quite come together. Um, you know, Kimi Raikkonen was his teammate there, another world champion, but certainly towards the end of his career, not uh, his prime. And so there's always been that, I think, over the last few years, that question of, you know, have Ferrari quite got the very best drivers? Well, we're about to find out, because if you've got, a benchmark you want to set anybody against, it's probably Lewis Hamilton. Now, I personally think Leclerc will look good next to Lewis. I think he will be quick. Um, but whether he can uh, deliver the same kind of consistency and when they get a championship winning car, if they get a championship winning car, whether he'll have the experience to rely on that Hamilton has in order to put that championship challenge together will be fascinating. And then, of course, how Ferrari manage all of that. Because we know when there's two very good drivers in the same team and a championship is on the cards, everything changes. All the relationships, all the kind words that have been said, uh, you know, ahead of the season or in press conferences go out the window because all of a sudden it is one driver against another in, in a very tense situation. And how Fred Fasseur manages with that, if it happens, will be interesting. Of course, for Fred, it's a headache he would love to have right now because they're so yeah. far away from it. But yes, yeah, certainly something to get excited about going forward. Well, we just spoke to Gunther Steiner, didn't we, on the Unlapped podcast, and he said that. You know, he said his opinion was you'd rather have two competitive drivers, you know, getting getting in each other's kind of faces a little bit, and you know, having those those on track incidents. I think you know, there's a real potential there for for fireworks. And to be honest, Lewis has always 
risen to the challenge of having a very competitive teammate as well. And I think you're right. Seeing Charles in that situation, I think will will tell us a lot about him as well. So, I mean, I'm still processing news, mate, to be honest with you. I don't really know. Like, I, it's part of me still thinks that, you know, we're going to wake up in a second and it will all just be business as normal before this. So, obviously, the actual confirmation has to come. But from everything I've been told, that is probably going to happen by the end of the week at the very latest. Um, and I think seeing Lewis Hamilton wearing red is going to be it's just going to be absolutely baffling you know it's going to take a long long time to get used to that so obviously we'll keep everybody in the loop on ESPN um, but yeah loads more to this story and like you said Lawrence this gives us a lot to look forward to uh, beyond this season because yeah this is going to be I think one of the biggest stories of, of this era of Formula 1.